37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up? Welcome back, everybody. Good to be here. Good to have you. This is episode 195 of Pixelated Paranormal. And have we not got a show for you? <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, we do, but we don't. We didn't plan anything because um, we've had a lot going on this week. Uh, we actually recorded kind of last minute on this episode. Preston, you've been out and about hanging out with family Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on a 16-hour illustration that uh, has taken up all of my time. But anyway, we wanted to jump on and have a conversation anyway. Did I say conversation? Boy, I'm tired. Mm. Or drunk. No, I haven't actually touched any uh, any alcohol this week. Ooh. For, for no specific reason other than I just uh, have been so busy drawing. And my left eye kind of shit out on me. That's why we didn't record... Uh, what we normally do partially, and that's why the show's a day late. My left eye uh, has been swollen for the last few days, and yesterday it just hurt to even look at a computer screen, so I don't know what the deal is, but I think I'm on the mend. A day late and a dollar short. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? So because we uh, decided to jump on and record a last-minute show, Steve is not going to be on the episode, but he will be back next time. Well, why don't we just cut to it? I got some news stories here to chat about, Presto, that I've been dredging up all day. And the first one, well, let's just put it this way. You and I know hide-and-seek is definitely at least, at minimum, a two-person game. Well, that's not the case for this guy in Sonoma County. Deputies were called on Tuesday the 8th to a private property after receiving a complaint of a suspicious vehicle and a bizarre noise. Police found the vehicle to be parked in a location that made no sense on a private property farm. The deputy saw a hat resting on a nearby piece of farm equipment and then went on to investigate the farm equipment and machinery. And then they found a lot more than just a hat. Newsweek reports that Sergeant Juan Valencia of the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office identified a 38-year-old male from Santa Rosa was a, who was a Good Samaritan, a passerby, who was walking by the area when he discovered somebody crying out for help. The man in question had gotten himself stuck inside a nearby piece of winery equipment, according to Sonoma County Sheriff's Office. He claimed that he was taking a picture of the engines and old farm equipment on the vineyard's property and had accidentally got himself trapped inside what looks like a smokestack or a tube where he was stuck for two days. The occupant of the vehicle had inexplicably decided to climb into the shaft of a vineyard fan and then became completely stuck inside the shaft. Okay, so it was a shaft. The fire department responded and was able to rescue the man out of the machinery fan. Although the man remained persistent that he was doing photography work, officers then found traces of both meth on the person and meth in his system. After a thorough investigation which revealed the farm equipment was not antique and the man had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment, 
The motivation to climb in the shaft's fan remains a total mystery, although police are suspecting it was just because he was tripping balls. Hmm. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Office wrote on their Facebook that after rescuing the man, the man was not arrested, although they recommended that he that charges do be filed against him by the owner of the property because he was violating his probation. So next time you decide to play one-man hide-and-seek, just make sure you're not under the influence of anything, especially methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. Now up next, Russia has picked its first cast for the first ever movie. God damn it. What's the matter? Man, Russia's just popping up too much in our news lately. Like, we, you got to <laughs> slow your roll, Russia. Okay? Or maybe we got to pick up the pace, dude. Oh. <laughs> Russia number one. Russia has recently picked a cast for the first ever film to be made in outer space involving non-astronaut crew. In Moscow... Russia has picked four people to serve as a non-professional crew of crew members and actors in what plans to be the very first ever film to be shot in outer space. Some of them are scheduled to be launched on a Soyuz MS-19 craft on October 5th to be delivered to the International Space Station, which orbits, which orbits the Earth in an altitude of around 220 miles, according to Roscomosis and NASA. Among other things, they will have to take centrifuge tests, vibration stand tests, perform introductory and training flights on zero-gravity planes, undergo parachute training, and other important survival skills before being launched into outer space to the International Space Station. The film they're working on has the working title of Challenge, and the four will begin training for spaceflight by the end of this month. After a medical screening has been done, the cast for the drama, Russia, uh, the cast for the drama, which Russia has picked, a 36-year-old actor named Yulia Persilid and an actor and director named Klim Shipinko, will also be included in the crew. Actor Alanya Mordovina, together with camera director Alexei Dudin, were nominated for the reserve crew. In October of 2020, Russia did send up the last crew flight carrying a U.S. member to the International Space Station, marking an end to a long dependency they had as the United States revives its own crew launch capability in an effort to drive down the cost of sending astronauts to space. So I don't know, just like that um, reality TV show they were going to film on Mars, I wonder what kind of waiver you got to sign in order to go to outer space to film a movie. Yeah. Or, you know, what waiver do you have to sign to film around your anus? <laughs> oh, it was too easy, and I shouldn't have gone there, but I did. Oh, man. Well, you know, I mean, it's got to be a pretty easy um, waiver to get signed. There's lots of films like that. Yeah. <sighs> well, Presto, on the next news story, I'm going to actually throw back all the way back to episode 74. Do you recall what episode 74 was about? No, sir. I didn't expect you to. Epis I, barely I barely recall what last week's episode was about. <laughs> <laughs> episode 74 was titled Excelsior, Rest in Peace, Stan. 
And that is the episode you and I recorded just shortly after Stan Lee had unfortunately passed away. Oh, we and had our little episode. we had our little nerd session where we talked about all the Marvel Flare Ultra cards that we collected and like which ones yeah. were our favorite. And I was like, the Wendigo. And you're like, oh my god, me too, bro. My I'm the Wendigo. <laughs> I found my Fleer Ultra 94 Wendigo card, and it's actually on my shelf of uh, paranormal paraphernalia. Oh. Well, on that episode, we talked about more things than just our love for comic cards. We also talked about the comic book characters and comic books that featured well-known cryptids that went on to be ongoing, you know, continuing characters like Sasquatch, the Wendigo, stuff like that, the Abominable Snowman. Well, I found this interesting news article right before we started recording this evening. And what's interesting here is you and I have an affinity for Marvel Comics, um, though, you know, I won't speak for you, but I will say I do enjoy some DC stuff as well. DC Comics has actually never really ventured into the realm of cryptids before. But that, Preston, is all about to change in a comic book series that I might actually go buy and go out and buy tomorrow hmm batwoman aka kate kane is about to show the dc universe that cryptids are indeed real now the dc universe is home to just about every breed and species of hero and villain and let me just say i'm going to read this to just about verbatim from cbr.com the dc universe is home to just about every breed and species of hero and villain between the humans and the superpowered beings and the aliens and other various forms of creatures and intelligence, DC has introduced characters from all aspects of culture and media, although they've never really ventured too far into the land and idea of cryptids. Creatures like Bigfoot and the Yeti have been claimed to exist, but never been proven to be real, but it looks like everything could change in the upcoming issue of Truth and Justice, number 13. So Kate Kane, a.k.a. Batwoman, in her story arc, needed to take a break and get away from all the action and all the, you know, violence going on down in Gotham City, because, of course, you know, that shit never stops there. So she decides to drive up through the Appalachian Mountains, and during this trip, just to get away from it all, she decides to pull off the road and grab a drink at a bar before heading to her friend Maggie Sawyer's cabin. So she takes an exit on her way to Shale Pass, which claims to be the home of the infamous Shale Pass Mothman. Before Kate can even park her car, a dark shadowy being bolts in front of her vehicle and lands on a nearby rooftop. Being spooked but having an open mind, she then heads over to a local bar, where she inquires what she saw Preston. Now, when she walks in, she initially waves, you know, the bartender over. The bartender says, what can I get for you? And she says, hey, what can you tell me about this Mothman of Shale Pass? And the bartender blows her off. So then Kate claims that she saw something big with glowing red eyes fly in front of her vehicle and then land on top of a building. The bartender asks Kate if she's a monster hunter before again just sloughing off the advance about the Mothman. Because in the comic book world in Shale Pass, much like in West Virginia, the Mothman is essentially a local legend. The bartender claims that people in Shale Pass use the Mothman to bring in tourism and tourism dollars. 
But Kate becomes doubtful of the answer because she just had her own experience with the creature. Man, I'd read a whole series of uh, Cryptid meets Batman and Robin and the Superman mm-hmm. comics. That'd be rad. Mm-hmm. Well, before she can ask anything towards the crescendo of the issue, a large crash is heard from outside the building where she's drinking, and everybody rushes outside to discover something large has landed and smashed on the hood of her car, making it undrivable. And it now appears to Kate that she's going to take the investigation of the Shale Mothman into her own hands, thus mixing potentially reality with art. So I'm looking forward to this. That is uh, issue number 13 of Truth and Justice from DC Comics. I think I'm going to have to follow that one just to see what might pop up. Hmm. I'd be kind of interested to see what they do, man. You can make so many cool villains with, you know, mixing Mothman with some kind of supervillain with a Jersey Devil or something like that. A whole supernatural slew of creatures. Like, uh, I I think on the Marvel side of it, like the reason why the Wendigo was my favorite villain was, you know, the particular guy, his, you know, his real, you know, alias or whatever, you know, was like, you know, James Jordan. And then old James was out in the woods (laughs) in Canada and uh, he got possessed by the demon spirit. And now he possesses all the strength and powers of the Wendigo. And you're like, oh, dude, this is fucking rad. And then you're like, you get the Sasquatch. And he's like, eh, you know, this is uh, Jerry. And uh, Jerry has a mutation that turned him into an eight-foot-tall hairy beast that resembles uh, what the Native Americans call Sasquatch, hence his name. And you're like, oh, he's not really Sasquatch. He's he's just like the dollar store version of the cryptid. So Marvel always had that thing where they gave somebody the powers that resemble the cryptid, but they never really were the actual cryptid itself. And so I, I don't know. I'll, I, I'd be, I don't like DC. I'm not a huge DC mm-hmm. guy, but if they actually did like, Oh no, this is like the real life, like cryptid encounter. There's a fucking actual Mothman, And now Batgirl's got to use her, you know, billionaire powers of gadgetry <laughs> to kick its ass. I'd be on board for that. <laughs> well, you're right. The Wendigo, first off, was actually based off of the, you know, the real life um, Algonquin people's uh, folklore. And it was never just one person. Actually, the Wendigo curse did infect several people, um, causing them to commit acts of cannibalism in the Canadian North Woods. And apparently at one point, the Wendigo actually possessed Hulk, making a creature called the Winda Hulk. Which later uh-huh. was, you know, cured. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah. they keep it pretty close to the uh, the actual, you know, story arc, and it is a you know uncontrollable savage beast that roams around trying to eat people. Yeah. So pretty, and then they pretty get interesting. The sa- and then they get the Sasquatch and they shit to bed. Uh yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not really Sasquatch. It's some guy named Jerry who just got superpowers, <laughs> and he's from Canada. Uh huh. Prove me wrong. I'll wait. Okay, I will prove you wrong. First of all, his name's Walter Lenkowski, not fucking Jerry. (laughs) His name is Walter. Sorry, Walter. Oh my god. I'm not a Jerry. I'm a I'm a Walter. (sighs) All right. Let's let's look up the folklore history of uh, Sasquatch, and uh, I'll I'll sit here and wait. Uh, Is he from the Canadian woods, and is also known as a guy named Walter? Hmm. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, that's completely part of the Canadian bit of uh, Marvel Comics. He possesses the ability to transform into a super strong orange-haired beast resembling the legendary cryptid folklore of the Sasquatch. Uh-huh. These powers were a result of Lankowski's self-experimentation with gamma radiation in an attempt to become much like the Incredible Hulk, he bombarded himself with gamma rays at his laboratory in the Arctic Circle, thus turning himself, <laughs> thus turning himself into the beast similar to the Sasquatch. Right, he just turned into a giant hairy man. They're like, what's your code name going to be? Mm, beast is already taken. How about mm, Sasquatch? <laughs> beast is already taken. Listen, I'm going to give you half credit. I'm going to give you half credit for what you uh, just tried to uh, report to me, okay? Just do better research okay. next time. Fucking okay. Jerry. <laughs> Fucking Jerry. Uh, I, did go on a, <laughs> I did go on a huge nerd spending spree, and I bought, um, let's see, Incredible Hulk issue number, what is that one? Oh, hang on, I got to stand up. 162, which is the first appearance of the Wendigo. Got that bad boy frame. I picked up the Incredible Hulk number 272, which is the Incredible Hulk versus Sasquatch versus Wendigo. And then, because they had it severely discounted for God knows whatever reason, I picked up the Uncanny X-Men. Uh, looks like number 140, which has a really badass cover with the Wendigo just backhandedly bitch-slapping Wolverine across the map and then kind of, you know, thrashing the rest of the X-Men. So for whatever reason, I have a interesting collection of <laughs> Wendigo, Hulk, and Sasquatch comics. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, I did pick up um, Alpha Flight number 23. I think we've talked about this before, but uh, I went out to the comic book store, Prairie Dog Comics, um, just down the street from me. On a whim on a Black Friday, and I came across the Alpha Flight comics, intentionally looking for, you know, any comic that would have a really cool cover of Sasquatch. And there's a issue, number 23, which is Sasquatch fighting another character called Snowbird, who morphs into a white version. And so the comic book cover looks like a Sasquatch fighting a Yeti. And lo and behold, oddly enough, uh, they had three copies of that same comic book. So I bought one for myself, one for you, and one for Steven just to kind of celebrate the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's enough about me, Presto. Tell us, what did you do this week? Oh, Jesus, what haven't I done? So uh, <laughs> picked up uh, my cousin, um, who's also a listener of the podcast, uh, Kenny Pooh, from the airport on Saturday. And then uh, we just had a bunch of shenanigans uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning. And then uh, Monday morning, he left for Claythorne Lodge to uh, go do the 2021 U.S. Open clay shoot competition. And he got third place. So if you're listening, congratulations for being like Russia. Oh, Good job, Ken. Yeah, getting bronze. You know, you got to start somewhere. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then on the way back, he was like, well, let's go to Cherryville. That's where they got the bloody Bento Museum. So we drove uh, to Cherry. That's not how your cousin talks. Oh, no, it is. It really is. You yeah. and your brother do the same impression of people, and it always sounds just like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he wanted to go to Cherryville, and uh, we drove there. And uh, that's where the uh, bloody Bender Museum is. And um, it wasn't open. 
Mm-hmm. So um, there was like a set of phone numbers on the on the front door, and uh, Ken really wanted in that thing. So he called each number like four or five times, and uh, tenth times the charm because some fi- somebody finally picked up, and uh, oh yeah, my wife was well, yeah she was picking up my medication at the pharmacy. She'll be right down. You guys just wait right there. And so, Fucking Christ on a cracker! I doubt she sounded like that. No, that's what the guy sounded like, not the lady. So you know, oh Jesus, yeah, I doubt so the, it. But go on. So the lady showed up, and uh, mm-hmm. like ten and minutes. She sounds later, like fucking Billy Madison too, doesn't she? No, not at all. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to do an impression of her because I can't do you know Me other than too. oh hello. Oh, Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> right. She didn't sound like that, right? So she shows up, opens up the, the museum, and then uh, she's, you know, what are you guys here for? And Ken's like, uh, 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 have you heard of the Bloody Benders? Uh, I was uh, recently listening to this very exquisite podcast. It, uh, I believe it was episode number 130, and uh, it was on Kansas's birthday. And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, he's like, uh, so what can you tell us about the Bloody Benders? And she's like, well, let's back up the phone for a minute and uh, let's let's talk about the history of, you know, Cherryvale. And uh, so we had to do that tour of the museum first. And it was uh, it was interesting. I took a picture of a Masonic Bible and got to talk to her about masonry for a little bit. And she opened mm-hmm. up one of the d- display cases and pulled out this book. So she let you guys in the museum then? Yeah, yeah, she ended up letting okay, us in. Okay, there we go. And uh, missed that part of the story. Oh, well, that's probably because you're interrupting with, is she going to sound like Billy Madison? <laughs> no, no, she's not. Um, Where was I? <laughs> you figured that part out. Yeah. She opened up a case and you saw a Masonic Bible. Uh, yeah, there was a Masonic Bible, and then she had a uh, basically like a kind of a photo album of all the masters from that area that had been a part of the Cherryvale Lodge. And so we got to talking masonry stuff and kind of went through the rest of the museum. There's a, a Lincoln plate um, that uh, one of the presidents got, and there was only like two made or three made across the whole uni- uh, United States. And uh, somebody in the town happened to have it and then donated it to the museum. So it was kind of cool to see some of the old plates. And then um, Mm. any brick that uh, was made in the United States during the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, that uh, there was ones that say, like, don't spit on the sidewalk. Um, Those actually came out of Cherryville. That's so weird that you bring that up because I was literally just thinking today I saw a guy hawk a giant lunger in the parking lot at work, and I couldn't help but think, like, man, anybody who's hawking loogies during this whole COVID thing Uh reminds me a lot about the plague and a lot about those old signs back in the day when it used to say it was against a lot of spit on the sidewalk in fear of spreading disease. And uh, she was kind of showing us these other bricks, and some of them said, like, you know, made in Chanute, Kansas. And she's like, oh, Mm -hmm. no. That was all bullshit. They were all made here in Cherryvale. We just had different stamps. And so uh, we stamped them with like, you know, different stuff. And so one of them was like made in Chinook. But no, they were all made in this one little town in Kansas. And uh, so we finally got to the the bloody bender part of it. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think you and I did a pretty good job of uh, covering that that episode. There was a, a lot of information given. And uh, so for the most part, like everything on the tour that she was talking about, you know, like I already knew and then fucking, you know, 
Ken has already, you know, investigated like, you know, 50 hours into this topic. Like, oh, oh, this is so interesting. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he's just looking up stuff left and right. And uh, there was these pictures that uh, were copied from uh, the 10 film. And uh, so w when photography first came out, they would actually reproduce when they you know, went to go develop the film. They developed it on actual plates of 10. Um, so they had mm -hmm. these very old, you know, basically photos that would have came out in the, the you know, the late 1800s. And uh, we were like, well, is, is that uh, is that a photo of John and Kate? And then the lady's like, oh, I'm very glad that you asked that question. Um, supposedly, there was a, uh, a bar fight somewhere in Kansas. And um, one of the, the people involved, they were basically like getting in a fight with the outlaws where the outlaws like, yeah, you know, our family's pretty fucked up. We're a bunch of badasses. And uh, mm -hmm. the person that was like, oh, no, you think your family's fucked up? Well, my family's even more fucked up and we're related to the benders. That's my, that's my <laughs> mom and dad. And uh, so uh, eventually the, um, that family, they had like this little, you know, family Bible that they passed down. And, uh, you know, they'd always told this story about how, you know, yeah, you know, great uncle, great uncle Steve got in a bar fight and shot a bunch of people. And, uh, you know, he said our family was, uh, you know, badass and uh, we were related to the Benders and blah, blah, blah. Well, so they donated the, the Bible um, to the museum. And when they were opening it up, flipping through it, they actually found um, these, you know, basically 10 photos of two people and their kind of mid thirties that, you know, looked like they actually looked like Kate and John Bender. Like if you look at some of the, you know, hand drawn photos that these two mm -hmm. actual photos resembled. So, you know, we discussed in the episode about how we never really knew what happened to him. Like, you know, you know, they may have gone to Colorado. They may have gone here, but, uh, you know, this one family in uh, Cherryvale, Kansas is like, Nope, that was our uh, great grandma, great grandpa. And uh, we got the photos to prove it. Hmm. So, yeah. Holy cow. And sadly, you know, that we uh, talked about how they made a replica of the cabin. And that was yeah. uh, Cherryville's, uh, you know, claim to fame. And uh, it, yeah, it got taken down in like the 70s. And th then they moved it back to the original property. And then the original property is now private property. And the, the that cabin no longer exists. So, ah, oh, bummer. Yeah, but you it's can too see. Bad. I was going to say it's too bad they didn't do to that like they did the cabin from the Evil Dead, and they just went out there with a bunch of hatchets and hatchets and chopped it all up, and then you could buy like pieces of it in little yeah. test tubes. Yeah, that's what they should have did. But you can still see <laughs> the the three hammers um that uh were used in the killing so they actually do have those in the museum there and then they you know they have a a, a crap ton of books that have been written about the subject um mm -hmm. so uh, you know it's all it's, it's fun it was a good time and then this uh couple from Ohio showed up and they were just like oh you know we've been locked up for a year and you know, we we uh, we we heard about this place, and uh, there was some murder. What can you tell us about the murderers? And, you know, the lady at the museum kind of rolled her eyes because she's like, everybody wants to know about the Bingers, but nobody wants to know about Cherryvale. Aha! Hold on, I just called it. I told you, 
she did not sound like Billy Madison. And what did you do? The <laughs> Iowa and the lady at the museum all sound like Billy Madison. Uh, uh, you're I had to give you. Matches. I had to give. I had to give you what you wanted. So I didn't want it. Nobody asked for it. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Now, did your cousin Ken plug the podcast with this couple from uh, Iowa as well? He did. He was like, uh, "Well, so uh, the benders." Uh, <laughs> You should listen to this pod. Here's the host of this podcast right here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. I'll have to go out there and check that out sometime because it sounds yeah. pretty neat. Just to see, you know, supposedly the actual hammers and stuff. If you're a true crime junkie, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I hope you're having a good uh, rest of your vacation. Um, that's kind of the other reason why this episode is kind of short is, presto, you are still on vacation, and I am yeah. like a day away from starting mine, so we just wanted to drop a little something into the bucket. That way, um, all you listeners didn't you know, have to go a week or so without hearing our beautiful voices. I haven't had an actual like solid, solid vacation for like a couple years now. Um, the yeah. last vacation we tried to take, you know, COVID interrupted it. Uh, we yeah. went down to Estes Park. We got like three days in and then they, you know, they started shutting everything down. Um, so this is like the first time in a couple of years that I've actually been on like a 10 dare or like each day, like, we're, you know, we're doing stuff and, um, Ken's really into clay shooting. And so there's two more, uh, competitions going on this week that we're going to, and then, um, my daughter, her uh, Swedish blue duckies arrived today, and yeah. uh, we we got them named, and I wanted to name one Quackers, and uh, the the kids decided that Quackers was not good enough, and so uh, we do have a beautiful Swedish blue duck named Quacky Chan. Um, Quacky so, Chan, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> You should have named one Ritz for Ritz Quackers. Oh, oh, that's that's really maybe I can convince. There's a couple names in there that aren't that good, um, so I might be able to convince somebody <laughs> You're of just that. Gonna so. Rename your children's ducks. Yeah, uh, that reminds me of my favorite joke of all time. Are you ready for this? Lay it on me. So, this duck walks into a hardware store. And he walks up to the counter, and the manager of the hardware store says, Hi, is this something I could help you find? And the duck says, Yeah, do you guys have any grapes? And the manager says, No, we don't have any grapes. We're a hardware store. Get the hell out of here. And the next day, the duck walks back into the hardware store, and he walks up to the front counter. And the manager says, Hey, what can I help you find today? And the duck says, Ah, do you have any grapes? And the manager says, no, I don't have any grapes. This is a damn hardware store. Get the hell out of here. So the duck walks back in third day and walks up to the manager and says, hello, do you happen to have any grapes today? And the manager says, no, I don't have any grapes. It's a hardware store. And if you ever come back in here looking for grapes again, I'm going to staple your feet to the floor. Now get the hell out of here. So then next day, duck walks in. Strolls up to the manager. The manager says, all right, what can I help you find today? The duck says, you guys have any staples? And the manager says, actually, we just sold out of staples yesterday. We are fresh out of staples. And the duck leans over and says, ah, you got any grapes? (laughs) 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 Oh, my favorite joke. Hmm. 
And what a place, what a place to stop on. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's it, really, for this episode, unless you got anything else to add, Presto. No, man, that's been it. Uh, you know, shooting competitions, guns, and a whole lot of alcohol. That's uh, been my week, so. Well, Shayla and I are headed off to Colorado to finally try to reattempt our trip to Colorado. Um, your fateful trip you and Jeffrey took, um, you did that again the week before Shayla and I were supposed to go and literally, coincidentally, pretty much do everything blow by blow that you guys did. And uh, we tried to go the week after you guys went, and of course, everything was shut down. Here's a pro tip, folks. If you're ever going to go anywhere in the midst of a pandemic or any kind of crisis or, or whatever, um, and you want to know what's going to be open, what's going to be closed, or what the 411 is, if you think you should call the Chamber of Commerce, like I did for, I think, downtown Boulder, that might not be the right answer. Because, Preston, you told me that Colorado was systematically shutting down store by store as you guys were leaving. Yep. I called the Chamber of Commerce in downtown Boulder, and I'm like, hey, we're coming down. What's the 411? Well. Oh, yeah, come on down. Yeah. I know. Everything's we'll, great. It'll be fine. It'll be good. We're not going to close. Just come, come, come on in. It's okay. It's just COVID. Kenny, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Ken, do you work in Boulder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, okay, that's great. That's not what Preston said. So then I called the, um, oh, what is it, Savannah Bee Company? Yeah, awesome Savannah place. Honey Company. It's like a, yeah. Yeah, it's a meadery down there. They make their own mead. And so I called her, and she's just like, um, you should not come to Boulder because everything is shutting down. Um, the store right next to us, they just came over and said they'll be shutting down by noon. Uh, my manager said we're probably shutting down by the end of the day. All the big box stores like Patagonia and stuff have already closed up like days before. And she said, unless you want to drive all this way to sit in your hotel and eat takeout food, most likely McDonald's, save your money and come back a year from now or whenever the hell the world's not on fire. <laughs> now, um, so we did that. We canceled our trip. And then we were supposed to take the same trip back in January um, when things were getting a little safer. And then, no, that trip got cut short again because the weekend we were going to go, Denver got like six feet of snow. And so, again, I called downtown to another store we wanted to stop at. And they said, uh, absolutely do not come because we've already been told by, you know, local um police and whatnot, that we should probably be trying to buy as much groceries as we can to get through the next three days because we're supposed to get about six to eight feet of snow. And so again, we canceled the trip. So wish us luck. Um, we should be hopefully going to Estes and Boulder and uh, to Denver as well. Oh yeah, man. Fingers crossed for you. Whew, yeah, buddy. Stop by and check out some of the stores you were telling us about. Yeah. Well, while this short episode didn't have a whole lot to offer, I just want to say, coming up this summer, we have a ton of good content. I have been stockpiling and squirreling away some alien abduction uh, stories we haven't covered yet. And also, um, we have an interview coming up with an abductee that I am incredibly, incredibly excited about. That's about all I can say right now. But yeah, um, we've mm -hmm. had somebody reach out, and we'll be hopefully interviewing them next week week i got a private message about that today um and uh they were like i just heard the story and i got goosebumps and i'm like oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah dude i'm stoked um also because the uh 
the connection between us and the uh, the person we're going to interview is actually a listener of the show mm-hmm. uh, who's a, a skeptic of sorts. And so to hear that uh, he had that kind of reaction to the story uh, excites me. Makes my spidey sense tingle a bit. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, buddy, let's get out of here so you can get back to finishing up your vacation and, you know, renaming all your children's ducks. And then I will go um, probably watch some other third-rate horror movie on Shudder. There's one on there that I just watched the other day that uh, is about, like, zombie Nazis on a submarine. And I, I can't, <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, check that one out. It's pretty good. Okay, I might. Um, speaking of suggestions and recommendations, on Shudder, Preston, you and anybody else listening, if you have Shudder, please do yourself a favor and watch a movie called Fried Berry. Uh-huh. It is a South African film that takes place in Cape Town where a, um, what would you call him, a drug addict, uh, addict, addict, yeah, addict, uh, gets abducted by aliens. And it is just one of those movies where I say, just turn it on, stick with it, uh, and then when you're done, you can ask yourself, what the fuck did I just watch? I think I enjoyed it, but I can't tell you what the hell just happened. Yeah. Do that. All right, guys. Well, check us out on the old Insta. Oh, I was going to make an announcement. Sorry. And also, this episode's going to have a real rough edit, if even any edit at all. Um, iTunes recently redid their podcast app, and they really kind of hosed us over. I don't know why or how, but if you go to the podcast page now for Pixelated Paranormal, and I think it's just on iTunes... For whatever reason, it no longer shows our individual episode description. So when you click on an episode, it doesn't give you the description that we type up for the episode. For whatever reason, it has copied and pasted our general show description for every episode. Now, this was an issue that happened way before this, but at least if you clicked on the individual episode, it would give you the episode description. Um... Now, no matter what I do, I can't seem to get it to bring up the actual episode uh, descriptions on my app. Now, Preston, you said it was working okay for you, so it might just be a personal issue that I'm having. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mark has looked into it. Of course, Mark um, from Pixelated Sausage, he is the one who does the uh, posting and hosting for us, you know, RS feeds and all that kind of stuff. He's looked into it and... um, I should say they, they've looked into it and it, nothing is working. The cure is yet to be discovered apparently, but it seems to be fine on Spotify and, you know, Google play and everything else. So it's just an issue that's unique to iTunes. So I just want to say, we're trying to figure it out. Um, we don't know what the hell happened, but yeah, there you go. A little housekeeping. Mm-hmm. And well, you said you're not going to like do an edit on this. I'd tell you normally to go ahead and cue the cheering and the clapping because we just hit <laughs> 100 subscribers on YouTube, baby. Oh, did we really? Yeah. Oh, that's rad, man. Um, hey, welcome, everybody. Glad you're listening. Good to have you. And uh, yeah, that's great, dude. You hit a milestone, and I am so proud of you. That is fantastic. Yeah. All right, listeners, uh, now tell all your families and your friends so we can get up to 200. We need double Benjamins. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, 
That is fantastic. I, I, on Instagram, I've been trying to post a little bit more. Our Achilles heel really is probably promotion. We just don't do a hell of a lot of promoting, which we really should. But again, um, it started off as a hobby and it's kind of <laughs> snowballed into something much bigger than that at this point. But um, yeah, we're up to 385 followers on the old uh, Instagram. So yeah, uh, guys, if you guys, gals, um, everyone, please, if you follow us, as a podcast, follow us on Instagram. We post a lot of uh, companion guides, photos, and stuff on there for each episode. If there's, you know, relevant photography or, or imagery that's important. Um, I'm getting ready to dump a lot of really great photos that our buddy Isaac took of us. Um, again, everything's been kooky and crazy. We never even uh, announced our five-year anniversary on the old social media, so that was my bad. I knew about it and just forgot to post something. So anyway... Mm it's typical when you've been in a marriage for five years, you start forgetting things, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Isaac uh, did a photo shoot for us and took a lot of really great photos of the three of us. So I'm going to get those up and post those because we're very, very excited and proud of the photography that he did and how they turned out. So we'll get that on there and do some, an official five years. Someone's been using them in the YouTube videos. That's what Stephen told me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm lazy and don't care about you anymore, so I don't check the YouTube as often as I should. <laughs> yeah, that's why we've been together for five years. There you go. That's why the dynamic works so well. Yeah. Um, now, you didn't accidentally post any of the other photos in the YouTube Oh, feed, God. You? <laughs> no. No, we already have enough problems being flagged for other things on YouTube. I didn't, I didn't oh need to add that. Yeah. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know what this podcast is about, but that one's a, he's chubby in all the right places. Ooh. <laughs> Little husky dumpling. That's what he yeah. is. Uh, Pres yeah, Preston and I did some doudoir photos for our, uh, our ladies. And uh, I don't know. I might throw a couple of mine up on the old social medias. Probably not on the podcast, but yeah. on my own, I might throw a couple up because um, it's been fun to bombard a lot of our friends with those images. And uh, what we did, that was a lot of fun. So, again, thanks again, Isaac, uh, for doing that for us, man. That's yeah, awesome. you're the best, buddy. Well, speaking of the old Instagram, folks, check us out on Instagram, PXL Paranormal. Check out the Facebook page, The Pixelated Podcast. Uh, we do have a Twitter that we rarely use it uh, very much. Uh, again, it's just one thing I need to get back in the habit of doing. Uh, T-shirts, I got the proof of the T-shirt. It looks pretty stinking great. So we'll get uh, pre-orders up for T-shirts here very soon. Start getting those out because um, that's one of the most common questions I hear all the time now is, I wish you guys had your logo on a T-shirt. Well, folks, we definitely will be doing that. Yeah. Uh, check out the rest of the shows on the Pixelated Sausage Network. Pixelated Sausage, Attack the Backlog. Uh, check out the episodes they have done for Animes and Libaka and then 13 Nightmares. We'll have another episode of that coming up here pretty quick. Presto, what do you got for us? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best damn beard that uh, will blow the socks off your bald cousin from Arizona especially when he gets up close and he's sniffing that Dundee cedar in your face, then go over to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. And not only can you rock out the Dundee cedar, but you can rock out bay rum, sweet tobacco, fresh, citrus, mint, and classic. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say to all that, but yeah. 
what he said. <laughs> side note to all that. Uh, so we've been trolling my brother pretty hard this week because that's what we do. And uh, so Ken decided that Jason needed a makeover because he's 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 not appealing. We he's not working with a lot. Aww. And so we went and we got him like a whole like kind of like what not to wear episode with just Jason. Got him a haircut, got him a shave. And then I was lathering up Jason's face with big daubs. And the Ken went over there and was like, smell. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, that's amazing. And I'm like, here's a whole new can of Dundee Cedar just for you. And uh, I'm here to tell you, folks, he was blown away with by how good it smelled. First hand, eyewitness account, it smells amazing. Go check it out. <laughs> Go use it. I like that. An eyewitness account, a first-hand encounter <laughs> yeah. with Big yeah. Dog Beard Bomb. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool, cool. Well, if you're in the Wichita area, also stop by and see our friend Leslie and the gang down at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. And I think that about does it. So on behalf of Big Steven, I would say cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us who love to talk about it. And please, folks, please, if you have to give an official toast at any ceremony, whether it's your family, your friends, a wedding, feel free to plug our official toast. Cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us who love to talk about it. Hell yeah. Stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.